Eights. Mystery. Monsters. Mayhem. But very rarely do I think about that while yeah. I'm recording and I just talk the whole time. Sure. And then I have to find a weird spot where I'm like yeah. about to take a breath and that's that's the little spot. That's that's the room noise. You're just excited. Yeah, just excited. It happens, man, when I you know, when I'm uh, getting ready to cut stencils, I realize I did the drawing first, not thinking ahead, and then once I have to cut the stencils I'm Yeah, like, but the <sighs> the difference is that you do that every time. Yeah, I do. For over a decade. (laughs) Yeah. I like to live dangerously. Which you do. And you do it well. I do. I'm a dangerous man. This is inspired by a poem? Pumpkinhead? (laughs) I guess so. Pumpkinhead. Yeah, that kind of sounds like a nice little thing. Like you'd call like a kid. Pumpkinhead. Yeah, he's sweet little pumpkinhead. He's pumpkinhead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to go eat at the restaurant. Ah, man. Yeah, the late great Stan Winston. Speaking of late great, how do you feel today? I did some um, I did some really quiet, ugly cries in my bedroom. I figured, yeah. <laughs> you know but what? But don't worry, nobody saw. It's all right. Nobody saw. I saw I saw you walk in there, and I and I thought nobody saw. He's gonna have a good cry. Yeah. And you know what? I did. <laughs> I was gonna say something, and it might be too early. No, you can say the thing. But I, I I thought you know what? Let's rub one out. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that how you deal with sadness? No. <laughs> oh, I thought because I, he got caught exactly. Okay, and you know what? He he did the right thing back then. Yeah, because that's what you do in a porno theater. You rub, you one, rub out. one out. And also, let's be real. You know, at least he knew like like that haircut, that mustache. Like yeah. he was like, ah, yeah, I'm gonna. This is the dark time exactly. for Paul Rubens. Yeah. Um. Sure. <laughs> well, like. You know, I think we should dedicate our hundredth episode to Paul Rubin. Yes, yeah, it's uh, it was uh, a bit of a sh- a shock, extremely. Which, when you mentioned it, I, I was like, Paul Rubens? Which Paul Rubens? Because yeah. I don't, you don't want it to be the yeah. only yeah. Paul Rubens yeah, that yeah. is. Well, now he's gone. Yeah, which sucks and is very sad. Yeah, you're going to be seeing a lot of Pee Wee's Playhouse in this place. That's fine. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I don't just make monkeys, I train them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. Um, I-, I was thinking about uh, what I read on his Instagram and what you posted that yeah. nobody knew he had cancer. I assume, like, yeah. Well, his, closest. his close friends, yeah. 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 Uh, but apparently he had it for six years. Yeah. Very similar to, like, the Norm MacDonald yeah. situation. And when I hear about people who have an ailment that they eventually succumb to and they don't tell anybody about it i have a bit of a a bit more not not that i did not have respect for them but it says something about their character especially i I think if they're a celebrity yeah because let's face it a lot of celebrities are narcissists yeah and they want attention so they're like i stubbed my toe i I stubbed my toe but here you have a guy who i mean obviously cancer is no joke and it's just horrible didn't say a goddamn thing about it no. You know, yeah. he kept his private life very private, yeah, so that he could still entertain the masses, and I think that says something about him as a person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A coworker at work is dealing with. I, I think it was like her uncle just decided not to 
uh, go through treatment anymore after X amount of time. Sure. And, you know, she was taking it pretty, pretty bad, which is fair. Yeah. But I'm also of the mindset of, like, do you want the end of your life to just be poked and prodded by doctors? Like, I think there's almost a, a strange nobility in the just, like, you know what? Just go. You know, we uh, the last episode was Strange Ways to Die. Yeah. And we talked about dying. Yeah. And I thought, um, I- I've known people who have passed away from cancer. I ha- It's in my family. I have yeah. an aunt who... Uh, she was diagnosed with cancer and immediately, like, she died within months. Yeah. Like, there was no, no saving her. And then her son, also, when he got to be her age, got cancer Mm. and within months passed away. Yeah. And I thought, if if that were to happen to me, I mean, I'd weigh the options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always had weigh the options, but if it looked like it was grim, I, I think I would probably say, nah, fuck it, I'm just gonna go out on my own terms. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. have, I'm gonna buy a twelve pack of cores yeah, which, every day. Okay, as opposed to every week. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, I'm gonna have fun with it for as right. long as I can. Yeah. Because yeah, the idea. This is getting very serious. The American healthcare. Yeah. Is a profit based system, so they want to keep you alive as long as possible, regardless of whether it's good for you. Yeah. So that they can make as much money as possible. I mean, there's also like I I do feel you know probably a lot better knowing that when my dad passed he was just pumped full of drugs and didn't know what was happening sure so like there, there is a nice part to yeah that as well in other countries i've read that they have um i think is it called right to life mm-hmm. where you can decide i don't want to fucking do this i yeah. want to i want to go out now yeah isn't that what um fuck, was it fellini that passed away last year and he did that yeah i don't know yeah i can't yeah but it's Anyway, it's a weird juxtaposition between yeah. our private, privatized healthcare in other countries. But anyway, back back yeah. to Paul Rubens. Episode 100. Episode 100. Dedicating to Paul Rubens. Uh, Bringing joy, yeah. laughter. You know, and I'm just going to say this. So, speaking about Paul Rubens here, yeah. I never really watched Pee-wee's Playhouse very much. Mm. And the reason why... It's because I'm old. Yeah, so I guess you were I, in that weird spot right yeah. right where you were too old to watch something I, like that. I grew up on Saturday morning cartoons in the late 70s, early 80s. And, and by, I'm like eight, late 80s. Right, so by the time yeah. Pee-wee's Playhouse came out, I was lamenting the loss of, of, of Sigmund Sea Monster and, and uh, Banana Splits, you know? Right, and I mean Optus Prime had died at least four times by then. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I did, I did see... The show. I just didn't watch it regularly, but I did see the movie. Yeah. And and the, the I'll say this. The thing that I liked about the character, Pee Wee Herman, yeah. was that he was good for all the weirdo kids who weren't into pumping iron and playing football. <laughs> kids pumped iron back then. No, you said iron. Iron. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Iron butterfly. Yeah, that's how it's said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the reasons I never got into wrestling because it was all roid boys, you know. Yeah, but now that you've been s- subjected to a lot of a lot, I, of I it, appreciate. You it realize now. that it's just live action anime, exactly. And I understand <laughs> it now. I didn't understand it back then, but you know, like I had no interest in muscle cars or anything like that. So his bicycle, when I saw yeah. that, I was like, "Fuck, that is the bike yeah. I want." I um years ago Memphis. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was Memphis. Yeah. Um, I had a Pee Wee um, vinyl record art piece. Yeah. And uh, somebody bought it there. And he was like, you know, I own the stunt bike. What? From 
Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh my god. Yeah, and he was it was like right when there were the rumblings of that Judd Apatow movie, yeah. uh, Pee-wee's Big Holiday, I think is what oh, it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like uh he was like, Yeah, what time what time are you done here? And I was like, you know, it was like what, six, seven o'clock or whatever, and he was yeah. like, Yeah, I think it was in Jackson. He was like, I'm just in Jackson. If you want to swing by, you can you can see it. Did you swing by to see it? They were closed by the time I got there. Ah oh, man. Yeah. I wonder, so I wonder how much that bike cost him. Well, he said they had to um, they had to rent the bike from him oh, when okay. they shot the new movie. Oh, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. So the guy who owns Pee Wee's bike owns owns my Pee Wee painting. That's cool. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, you know, you're spreading love and joy. I'm connected to Pee Wee in a weird, yeah, weird way. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you say we get into the thing. Let's then. do it. I, uh, you know what? One hundredth episode. Yeah. I wrote a script. Yeah. We're same. gonna go right in. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. It's tweaking my nipples. Hold on. I gotta <laughs> move it down. <laughs> We live together. Yeah. That's a phrase I don't want to hear. Tweaking my nipples? Yeah. Mm. No. There's just something about it. Well, you know what? I don't play this card often. My house, my rules. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's fine. Yeah. I've also been told I get too sexual when I talk about food. I'm okay with that. I know you are, because earlier I said I was going to run a train on some cereal, and you didn't even bat an eye. No. I didn't even cross my mind that that, you was, didn't even a think sexual, that, that was a sexual no, thing at all. I just thought, hell yeah, let's run a train on some <laughs> fucking cereal. And then I said, I should buy myself some cereal. And you know what? Also in honor of Paul Rubens, when I picked up the cereal, I said, yeah. I pity the fool who don't eat my cereal. Mm. <laughs> ah, man. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. All right. All right. Yeah. We've been watching the Paramount show, The Offer. Fuck. This has been a lot of uh, Robert Evans' voice in this household. I was going to say, I had no desire to watch that series, but really the only reason I want to watch it is for Matthew Good's portrayal of Robert Evans. He's good. (laughs) I would love it. Like, the voice is spot on. Yeah, I would love it if they just give him his own spinoff. Just give me a podcast with just him. Yeah. I think it would be a great story. The story of Robert, the star of Robert Evans. Yeah. Could be him just like in a in an audio booth, just yeah. telling the story of his life, smoking cigarettes, yeah, drinking scotch whiskey, wearing, wearing stupid sunglasses inside. Yeah, <laughs> I want to start doing that. I think you should. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Episode one hundred. Yeah. In the pantheon of crypt, <laughs> you don't need to do it that way. No, no. I'll yeah. take the script away if you do it that way. All right. I'll start. Nor- <laughs> I'll start normal. Then I'll get weird with What's it. it? We need to specify, because we technically have two shows on this feed. Yes. This is the 100th episode overall. Of the Electric Monster podcast. Feed. Yes. I think this is 17. 17 of M3 with E5. Which, if you which know, is a that's, part. that's what we're doing right yes. now. <laughs> yeah. 100th episode just happens to fall just luck on draw. my shoulders. Just luck of the draw. I know. So yeah. I got to do you proud, buddy. I got to do you proud. Just run a train day. on this script. Every day you do me proud. Run a train, buddy. Weaken my nipples. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. In the pantheon of cryptids, UFOs, spooks, specters, and ghosts, there are always the tried and true classics. We believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Beasts and phenomena that have existed and been experienced, allegedly, for not... I have to throw that in because yeah. I think of you now. Thank you. Yeah. So, allegedly. Yeah, beasts that have been experienced allegedly for not just decades, but in some cases hundreds of years. The first reported instance of Bigfoot was published in 1846. That's crazy. I know. In which a 22-inch footprint was found in Arkansas 
a state that actually had numerous stories of a large, wild, hairy, beast-like man who terrified residents and hunters as early as 1834. I didn't know Ben Kissel was that old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He looks great. Uh, And I should, I'm going off the top of my head here, actually Native American stories have uh, oh, yeah, yeah. have stories of Bigfoot that predate the 1834. You know, that's I'm just talking about published stories. Right, right, right. On a similar note, for hundreds of years in the country of China, there were stories of a Chinese wild man, a beast who had embedded itself into the mythos of Chinese culture, so much so that the creature was featured in the 1986 John Carpenter classic, Big Trouble in Little China. Talking about the the hairy dude that pops up out the back of the, the truck, truck at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's the Chinese wild man, essentially the Chinese Bigfoot. Uh, that character shows up a lot in the comic books. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. See by Eric Powell, ah, goon. So shout out there. Yeah, uh, the Loch Ness monster, otherwise known as Nesse. That's not no. Yep, that's how <laughs> they say it. Do they? Yeah, they go Nesse. Yeah, uh, but give me context. Like, I want you to be like on. Like out in Loch Ness, and right. then like do a do a do a full okay. sentence with right. that, like, with oh, that accent. Great. I'm sitting here on the fucking loch, and oh my god, this fucking Nessie. Okay, all right. right. No, you're right. That yeah, sounds great. Right. That's yeah, how the Scottish right. say it. Nessie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You daft cunt. <laughs> well, <laughs> just out of context when you say Nessie. Nessie. It, it just kind of sounds like you don't know how to say Nessie. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I've watched Train Spotting many times, although they don't say Nessie in it, but it's fine. Uh, Nessie, though, actually is one of my favorite cryptids of all time. That's a personal Epion 5. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Nessie. Yeah. Uh, Nessie is a supposed aquatic beast that inhabits a 23 mile freshwater lake that lies in the Scottish Highlands. Yeah. Really kind of makes you think, you know? It's a fucking huge lake. Um, the earliest reporting of Nessie comes from an account of. Well, fuck this name up because it's Scottish and I have no idea how to pronounce it. Play it on me. Adomanon? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Aluminium? Yeah, I don't know. Adamantium. (laughs) Yes. Comes from the account of Adamantium, who wrote about the sighting of the aquatic beast as experienced by St. Columbia in 500 AD. Wow. Now, I should point out Adamantium, he didn't see Nessie. He was writing about St. Columbia, who saw Nessie. So it's hearsay. It's hearsay. (laughs) So it's just hearsay. But there were a lot of people at that time who... Doesn't hold up in court. I know. I know that's how it works. But my point (laughs) is, it was written about a long time ago. Uh, But a guy I knew... guy I knew? Saw it. Saw Nessie? Yep. Fuck, what guy did you see? Adamantium. Adamantium? (laughs) That's what he's saying. That's basically what he's saying. I trust somebody named Adamantium. That's That's the strongest material. That's that's not... It's true. UFOs have been cited, recorded and officially written about as early as 1801 when a large glowing orb with a black stripe was seen hovering in the night skies over the city of Hull, England. And that... <laughs> Hull. Hull? <laughs> so it's, yeah, Hull. Yeah. 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 So it, I've been watching a lot of Beavis and Butt-Head. Uh, <laughs> um, that doesn't even take into account the mysterious flying objects written about in the Bible or the cave paintings of strange sky beings done by the hands of early man dating back as early as 8,000 BC. The point is... The strange, unusual, and mysterious, whether you believe it or not, is nothing new. However, on November 15th, 1966, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, a brand new creature broke onto the scene. A creature that had never been seen before, that we know of, 
a flying creature that, although fascinating to us now, absolutely terrified the residents of this small riverside community of West Virginia for about a year, culminating with the deaths of many innocent human beings. This creature has left such an indelible mark on not just those who saw it, but to this day on pop culture itself. What are we talking about? Who are we talking about? Brian, what are we talking about? The Mothman. We are talking about the Mothman. <laughs> We're talking about the Mothman. The Mothman. Yeah. Now many, many, many. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I just gotta say, can I get a yup? No! Now, Mothman may be the new kid in the class, but he is bumped up to legendary status. Front of the motherfucking line. <laughs> well, he can fly. That's true. It's easy for him to get there. Yeah. So much so that this episode, the momentous 100th episode of the Electric Monster Podcast, will henceforth be known as the Mothman, Mothman Stuntman Stunt Spectacular. Stuntman Spectacular. And, and it should be be stated that this is your show, and this is, like, the only time where I've, I've been like, I want you to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, yeah, actually, that was no problem, because, I mean, Mothman is... It's the greatest. He's a classic. He's the e- goat. Even though he's new. He's, even though he's not a goat man, he's the goat. He's a classic. Yeah. And I do want to get into some classic cryptids. So yeah. Mothman was on the list. It's, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Mothman, Stuntman, Spectacular. Whoop, whoop. Yep. Nope. <laughs> so with that being said, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Epion5, and joining me is Brian Aerosol Pro. I'm here, too. And you are listening to M3 with E5, Mystery, Monsters, and Mayhem, and today... We're doing this at 3 p.m. It's weird. I know. This is the, I think this is the <laughs> earliest we've ever done it. Yeah. And I'm already day drinking my course. I got a pot of coffee in me here. Mm. And a lot of cereal, baby. <laughs> and I, I, I got some ibuprofen in me that I washed down with my cores. Yeah, it's mostly water. Yeah. It's practically water. It's water with just a tiny kick. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, today, it's a fun episode. And when I say fun, I mean good-hearted, cryptid, spooky, ooky, monster fun. Just some good old-fashioned hijinks yeah. that left 46 people dead. Exactly. No. <laughs> No cancerous green colors. No, no, no. No exploding bodies. No, no. No owls in sight. There might have been some explosions. Honestly. Maybe. Yeah, there, on there a bridge, perhaps. Uh, no molasses. True. Nothing thick or viscous. Not in this episode. No, I've been through Point Pleasant. There's plenty of thick and viscous stuff <laughs> running through those <laughs> rivers. Today, the 100th episode celebration, It's just a, it, we're just going to honor the legendary Mothman Stuntman Spectacular. This one goes out to you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Finger to the sky. Yeah. Now, regarding the Mothman, most everyone is mildly familiar with the legend as a result of his mythos permeating pop culture. I want to stop you before you get really started. Do it. Because there's a, there's a, there's an exclaimer here, um, and this just happened to be this way. Uh, last podcast on the left just did a Mothman episode. Yeah. We have not listened to that yet. No, have not. So it is it is pure coincidence. Pure coincidence that we put out a Mothman episode at the same time. Yeah. If anything, that just goes to show you, great minds think alike. Yeah. A light. Yeah. What did I? I can't even. Yeah. Their phrase. Their Armageddon were deep impact. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, I've pointed out that uh, this is not a Ken Burns podcast. No. Last podcast would be considered the Ken Burns podcast. Yeah. 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 This is a wham bam thank you man pop podcast. Okay, you know one yeah. and, just one and done. Get it over with. It's a quick pump chump. We're done. You know a pump and dump. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. 
back to your back to your your script. And I will say, I love Last Podcast. I do too. Yeah, we, we weren't trying great. to rip them off. It honestly was just pure coincidence. I would have listened to it, but I'm I'm deep into the Manhattan Project still. Yeah, I mean that's why the Ken Burns. It's 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 hard to keep up. I'm actually many episodes behind, so I don't know when I'm actually going to listen to their their Mothman. So, but let's get into our Mothman. But yeah. When people think of the Mothman, what usually comes to mind is a hulking, humanoid creature, black and fuzzy with large wings, an indiscernible head adorned with furry antenna. Like the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Whose uh, only visible feature... Uh, I'm willing to bet, though, that the Mothman is not homophobic, though. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. yeah. He probably... He, he loves he loves the gays. He loves the gays. Yeah. An ind- he's also got... People think of the Mothman as having an indiscernible head adorned with fuzzy antenna whose only visible feature of the face are two large round eyes that glow red. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge! <laughs> in, in 1970, American author Gray Barker wrote about the Mothman, bringing this cryptid of the sky for the first time to a new audience. Barker, who was quite seminal in regards to the strange and unusual as he was the first to publicly introduce the idea of the infamous Men in Black Ah. in his 1956 book, They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers. Wow, that's a great title. Yeah. I have not read that book, but that is fucking fantastic. That title. has that has some old man yells at clouds kind oh, of energy yeah. to it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And I, I didn't know that that the Men in Black came from this guy. Yeah, and he was actually I think the first author to write about the Mothman publicly outside of the news articles that originally reported on it back in '66. That is interesting. I got a little bit about the Men in Black over here too. Awesome. The uh, popularity of the Mothman increased with the next book that came out in 1975, The Mothman Prophecies, written by John Keel. Later made into a 2002 major motion picture starring Richard Gere. Richard Gere, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. And finally, in my opinion, the icing on the pop culture cake of the Mothman would be the annual Mothman Festival held every year during the third weekend of September in Point, Point Pleasant, Pleasant, West Virginia. Yeah. Thousand. Never been, never vended. No. Really want to go. I've always wanted to vend there. Yeah. It's but I think they sell vendors sell out real fast, real quick, because it is a it's huge. Incredibly popular. Friends of the show, Jelly Co. They do it. Yeah. Yes. They yeah. have officially licensed like they have uh <laughs> yeah, they've got merch available in the Mothman Museum. Yeah. Um so just in perspective for that festival, the town only has about forty five hundred residents. During the actual Mothman Festival I think the last time they did it, they had 12,000 people show up. Yeah. And these aren't people just from the States. These are people from across the world. People fly in from other countries to go to this festival. It's a huge tourism. It's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Setting aside all the Mothman t-shirts, movies, posters, books, plush dolls, the festivals, and even dare I say it, erotic mothman stories yeah there's there's some the finest jerk off material (laughs) that money can buy the question remains what is the true story of the mothman and how did this new cryptid on the scene rise to the top oh like the cream of the crop oh yeah i've never been happier i am talking about (laughs) mothman yeah well you like that i threw that in just for you there was a wrestler in uh, Lucha Underground called Marty the Moth. He was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, he he held a he had a cult of of moth oh, followers. Man. That's awesome. And he was recruiting people. Did he have wings? Awesome. No, but when he came out, he flapped his oh, arms. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's take the old wayback machine and head to what is actually considered the very first known sighting of the Mothman. But before we do that, I do want to credit my sources. So I'm about to be like a word from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Hard on jeans. Ah, They're yeah. back, baby. Hard on jeans for a hard on life. <laughs> I like to beat my jeans. <laughs> for this? Beat the dickens out of them. Oh, I, I beat the dickens every night. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm lonely. For this particular episode... You're just a wall away from me. <laughs> <laughs> These walls are thin, too. They're, they're like four yeah. inches, maybe. Yeah. That's not a lot. No. That's not a lot. You get a whole dickens through that wall. I'm quiet, though. I'm <laughs> Shut quiet. Up. Don't talk about it anymore. You're going to talk about tweaking your nipples? I did. I'm going to talk about quiet masturbation. Jesus fucking Christ. For the- <laughs> Just like Paul Rubens. <laughs> yeah. Kissing to the sky for Paul. Yeah. For this particular episode, I wanted to stay away from the interpretive books that have been written and stick to the closest and most accurate information possible. So from here on out, all information that I will be speaking of... Wikipedia. No, no, actually. <laughs> comes from the actual local newspaper, Hell the yeah. Point Pleasant That's Register. That's usually what I go by, too. Yeah, yeah. which uh, recorded and reported on the various incidents as they occurred. So I, I went online and I looked at the archives yeah. and yeah. found uh, uh, JPEG photos of the original newspapers. Went through microfilm? Uh, technically, uh, we're int- gonna, internet we're micro- say it is, microfiche. Yeah, it, looks, went, it yeah. sounds cool. You went, microfiche. you went fiche. You went fiche. <laughs> I read the original articles on the fiche. Yeah. So. Deep sea fiche. Yeah. (laughs) The first known Mothman encounter occurred on November 12th, 1966, in the small town called Clendenin, which is also in West Virginia, where a group of five grave diggers were digging some graves when they were disturbed by something that they had never seen before. What's that? <laughs> they noticed a very large creature that was soaring above them, jumping from one tree to another. Now, these men, they were not idiots. Slippity slap! Yep. <laughs> they were local boys who were familiar with the land and familiar, well versed with local wildlife, but what they had witnessed was nothing that they had ever seen before. And although they only saw it for a brief moment, their encounter took place during the day. And when they reported on what they saw, they could only describe the flying beast as, quote, Brown human being. Okay. Well, hey, yeah. yeah. Brown uh, human being. I just think of like a brown turd just flying through the sky. Now, this next one, three days later, this was the infamous. Three days later. Yeah. November 15th, 1966, in the small town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. This would be the most infamous encounter that really got the legend of the Mothman cemented into local lore. Two married couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Steve and Mary Millette. We're all driving in one car along Route 62 near an old abandoned munitions plant simply referred to as the TNT area. The time was around 11.30 at night, and as they were driving near the TNT area, they suddenly came upon a tall, slender, humanoid being standing in the road, illuminated by the headlights of the car. That's terrifying. It is, actually. I mean, at nighttime, it's... That's always my fear, something running out, like a, yeah. de- like a deer. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah. yeah. especially if it's just standing in the road and you're driving 60 or 50 miles yeah, an hour. Right. Yeah, right. Modern monsters. 
The slender being appeared to be about six or seven feet tall with red eyes that were about two inches in diameter, set about six inches apart. According to Steve Millett, it was, quote, it was like a man with wings. It wasn't like anything you'd see on a TV or in a monster movie, end quote. Cool. Linda Scarberry was so distressed and unnerved by the unorthodox appearance of this slender figure and its red glowing eyes that she was unable to discern any specific details of its face, with both men regarding upon the head of the creature as having, quote, not an outstanding characteristic, end quote. It was just such a weird... Just a, just a thing. Yeah, just, just a, a blob. tall <laughs> thing that had piercing eyes. Unsure of what they were looking at, yet full of abject terror and fright, the two couples began to speed away in their car towards town, but not before the creature screeched at them, opened its wings to what appeared to be a span of about 10 feet, and flew straight up into the air like a helicopter. I should point out, it's not like it's spun around. Uh, you know, like most <laughs> birds... <laughs> yeah. Like when most birds take off, they, they kind of go forward and fly up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing just rose straight up from where it was standing. Uh, yeah, flapped its yeah. wings and rose straight up. I thought you were about to be like, you know, they sped off, but not before stopping off at the local soda shop. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably do that. Yeah, I if would I too. saw a donut shop, I'd be like, I "Gotta get a sprinkle." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get gotta, a sprinkle. Gotta get a sprinkle. Two straws and a malted, please. Yes. As their car was making its way towards town, they noticed that the creature was flying directly above them. Terrified, they sped up in, an, in yeah. an attempt to outrun the flying slender man. It was like it's like that scene in Goodfellas when Ray Liotta's doing all that cocaine and mm. the helicopters following. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just like that. Route 62, which goes into town from the TNT area, it's yeah. a straight shot. They could have renamed the TNT area to something way cooler, like like the boom tube. I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I like TNT because it just reminds me of ACDC. So yeah, yeah, I'm all about it's it. It's dynamite. TNT, dynamite. Love it. Fucking love ACDC. We'll, we'll workshop it. I think you could rename that. The TNT area? Yeah, the TNT area. I mean, I do like, what do you call it, boom? The boom tube? The boom tube? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So, that straight shot, Route 60, I almost called it Route 69. Mm. Different type of road. Yeah, well, it's also a move. Yes. (laughs) It's a lateral move. Uh, they They were so scared, they kept speeding up. They eventually got their car going 100 miles per hour. It was, however, useless. The creature kept... Uh, oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Car, the pursuit, I mean, right, I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> gotcha. you know, I mean, the car was doing its job, but it was still a useless attempt because uh, the creature kept gliding above them, supposedly, um, until they reached town. That is, as they entered the city limits, the creature flew away in the opposite direction. Yeah. The two couples went straight to the police and were visibly shaken by what had occurred. Regarding the experience, Scarberry said, "Quote: If I had seen it while by myself, I wouldn't have said anything." But there were four of us who saw it, end quote. Now, after that initial sighting and car chase, for the duration of one year, many of the local residents also had sightings and experiences, up to 100 cases. One particular case involved a local woman who was out with her brother sitting in a car at night when the brother said, don't look now, but there is something outside your window, 
And then this is the part where, like, we do we do a montage of, like, spinning newspapers. Yeah. You yeah. know, and one of them's like, I dated the Mothman. I dated the Mothman. <laughs> I'm carrying his baby. <laughs> the woman remarked that the creature was so close to her car that she could have rolled down the window and touched it. Boop. Yep. I, I mean, that's what I do. Yeah, if, if there's you boop a, monster, a snoot. I boop it a snoot. If you boop, so, I mean, Jason's outside your car, Freddy, boop. Leatherface, boop the nose. Boop. Boop the nose. Yeah. Oh, that's a line from Star Wars. What? I think, yeah. Phantom Menace. Boop the nose. Anakin. So boop the nose? To one of the boop droids. Yippee! Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that sums up the Phantom Menace right yeah, there. It's the best. Great movie. Yeah, absolute. <laughs> it's, a, it's a riot. It's a laugh riot. Um, so the brother said, don't look out. Some outside your window. Probably more frightening. That, and like southern yeah, and southern, yeah. <laughs> uh the creature though apparently jumped onto the hood of their car squatted down to peer in through the windshield showcasing its piercing red eyes then jumped off the car and clumsily walked away on what appeared to be very slender and wobbly legs and just like the car encounter mentioned before the beast opened its wings and flew straight up into the sky. Mm-hmm. Now, I wish people knew all the motions I did while you were telling these stories. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> I'm getting in the space. Yeah. You know, it's method. Yeah. yeah. You are a method actor. Thank you. Tweaking nipples. That's how you do it. It's just the shirt's kind of tight. Yeah. That's all. Don't all right. look at it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I look away. It's okay. One of the... Now, I, this one I was new to me, and mm. I, I think it's... I think it's actually... I find it... This is the most fascinating. Boom tube. Oh, the boom tube area. Yep. <laughs> yes. One of the best and most reliable descriptions of the Mothman comes from an apparent daytime sighting, as reported by the Point Pleasant Register, on November 25th, 1966. In the article, a local boy by the name of Tom Uri reported that while he was... Uri? Dr- Uri? <laughs> he was... Dr- oh, Uri. 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 I don't know why, I just like saying it. <laughs> Tom Uri reported that while he was driving around 7.15 in the morning, God, that's fucking early. <laughs> <laughs> or... It's really early. It's really late. I don't maybe know. he was out. Well, maybe, that would be late for me. Maybe he's in, maybe he's, he's working in the mines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both are not great. Nothing good is happening no. at 7 in the morning. God, no. So, he was driving on Route 62... Uh-huh. Early in the morning, he noticed a large creature that appeared to fly out of the woods and began to circle his car from above. It circled about two or three times. Which hey, freaked... Uri, what you doing down there? That's uh, the Mothman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrified <laughs> by the size of the beast, <laughs> he sped away at speeds of up to 70 miles per hour. But just like the Scarberry chase, the flying monster easily kept pace He's with the car. Down down, down for trucking. Trucking. <laughs> gonna get it done tonight. Yeah. Eventually, the creature flew off to the left and disappeared. But what I find most interesting about this story is the description that Tom gives. In the newspaper article, Tom says, quote, I've seen big birds, but I've never seen anything like this. <clears throat> he goes on to say that the creature was grayish brown in color about six feet in length with a wingspan of about eight to ten feet. In addition, he mentions that the monster had what appeared to be a bill, but not one unusually oh, big. Yes. Uh, when I say bill, for people who might not, I'm talking about a, a beak. He's yeah, making yeah, it rain Yes, he's up made, there. He loves strippers. He's thrown Sacagaweas down mm. while he's up God there. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Just making it hail. I'm talking about bird bills. 
Oh. Bird beaks. Yeah. Bird beaks. Yeah. Like. This kind of cements my brain what I think that the... the yeah. 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 Because I have heard this story, actually. Oh, that one? Yeah. yeah. I, that was new to me. Yeah. So, it's... And that, that, that's just going to show you. Kids, go out on that microfiche. You'll never yeah. know what you find. Yeah. Go fishing. You missed a prime opportunity to do a really good voice there, though. Which voice? Uh, I don't know. Anything. But when you were, when you were like, he said, and I quote, Duh, I've seen some big birds before, but, uh... I don't know. This one was a little different. <laughs> <laughs> You're close to the Venture Brothers. Yeah, it was a little you know. bit. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of going like a Baby Huey thing. Oh, uh, I'm yeah. trying to remember the other Venture Brothers. How does he... Ah! I've seen big birds, <laughs> but I've never seen anything like this. How's that? That was really Not good. Oh, well, you know... <laughs> You just extend your vowels a little bit, yeah, and that's Harry yeah, Carey. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I've seen big bombs. Now, sadly, after numerous sightings, and I should say there are a lot of original articles pertaining to the Mothman. The Man of Moth. The Man of Moth. But most of them are all about the same. People yeah. see something kind of weird. They freak out. Uh, they're scared. Uh-oh. They report it. But we gotta go to the police. We gotta... Police, hear me out. <laughs> now, sadly... After numerous sightings of the Mothman, tragedy struck the town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, when the Silver Bridge, an mm. I-bar chain suspension bridge that spanned the Ohio River. I don't know why I said it like that. The Ohio River. That's, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ohio River. Wow. Suddenly collapsed on December 15th, 1967. Exactly mm, one, one year, year and a month after the Mothman made its first appearance. Wow. It was during rush hour traffic when the bridge was full of cars that a single I-bar failed as the result of a small crack no bigger than 0.1 inches. I mean, that's, that's not even a quarter of an inch. That's really yeah. small. Yeah, that's crazy. The problem with the Silver Bridge was that unlike new bridges that have a high level of redundancy, meaning... If one core component fails, the remaining components can still easily bear the weight safely and successfully. This was like a cornerstone kind of suspension type. Yeah. Where it was just like, that thing's gone, you're fucked. Yeah, Yeah. basically. Yeah, Yeah. this this bridge had no redundancy at all. Mm -hmm. If one component fails, it's a domino effect of failure. And when that one I-bar failed, basically the whole thing just collapsed. Mm. I mean, Kind of like our political system. Exactly like our political (laughs) system. Yes, thank you. A it, domino of failure. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there is no fallback safety measures. No, it, no, and, no. And, and, but I should, I, but I'll, I'll say this. Please do. I'm not defending the failure of the bridge, but when the Silver Bridge opened in 1928, it was designed to accommodate the average weight of a car at that time, which was only 1,500 pounds. Right. In 1967, however, the average weight of a car was... 4,000 pounds. Wow. So during rush hour, with all of that combined weight of the modern car, the bridge collapsed, plunging all of the cars into the icy, frigid waters below. And as you mentioned in the end, 46 people died, and, and two of those were never found. Wow. After the collapse of the Silver Bridge and the deaths of those innocent human beings, the Mothman disappeared, and the sightings ceased to be. Toodle oo. Yeah, Mothman's like, I'm out. Fuck y'all. Bye. Yep. Bye. <laughs> now, the interesting thing about the Mothman is that there is actually very... I hate saying this, because you know I want to fucking believe all this shit. There is very little evidence of this cryptid. I'm going to get real. Please do. I'm getting 
fucking real. There's very little evidence of this cryptid. <laughs> yeah. There are no photos. Quit from... yelling at me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I get excited. I don't want to tweak my nipples, so yeah. I'm going to yell. Yeah. There are no photos from those original sightings in Point Pleasant. Only the stories told by those who saw the creature and badly drawn sketches. Matter of fact, the only credible photo of any Mothman actually comes from the 2017 sightings of the Chicago Mothman. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Chicago Mothman. He's looking for some great Chicago sausages. That's what I'm going to say. Sucking on chili dogs. Oh, and he couldn't catch up on them. He's looking for Barb Novak. He's got a... He's got a beef with Barb Novak because he knows she uses ketchup on those fucking dogs. Yeah. And nobody uses fucking ketchup on a Chicago fucking hot dog. That is, yeah. That fucking Chicago moth, man. He's looking we'll for put blood. Put fucking salad on top of that thing, but I, won't put fucking ketchup no on fi- it. I like ketchup, though, <laughs> yeah, but that's why, I got, kicked, that's why I got kicked out of Chicago. That's why. <laughs> yeah. They ran you out of there. They fucking ran me out, and that's why I never go back. Fuck yeah. you. Ah, the traffic's a- Actually, there's awful. no parking in Chicago. That's yeah, why I actually don't the traffic, go. The traffic is terrible. Can't stand the parking. Yeah. But yeah, Chicago Mothman, similar creature, supposedly been sighted around Lake Michigan up to 17 times. Hmm. And, and there is a really cool photo of the Chicago Mothman. If you just type in Chicago yeah, like Mothman. it's flying, right? It's flying. Yeah. yeah. Some person was taking a photo of, I believe, a car muffler shop. Because <laughs> that's what you do in Chicago. Like, He's a pretty good looking got a muffler. Good muffler, a good you muffler. Know? Oh my God, what is what that? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I think it's a Mothman, and yeah, it looks it kind of looks like a manta ray flying in the sky. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the really the only good photo of the Mothman of any. It kind of looks like the Chicken Lady, <laughs> <laughs> the Chicken Lady from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, but in flight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if she were to fly, I've never seen her fly. I think she probably can. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I short should, distance. I not... shouldn't really think about the chicken lady too much. I think you should. I, I'd like to, but I just think that's a weird. Yeah. Okay. I will. You're it's telling fine. me you don't regularly think about the chicken lady? Actually, I thought about her the other day. Yeah. See, I know. Because I was thinking about her eggs. <laughs> yeah. And how they're fresh. Yeah. Because they come from her body. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. know why I was thinking about that, but I thought <laughs> those are some fresh eggs. Come from her body. Yeah. But. Even the name, the Mothman, is kind of mysterious. In the original newspaper articles, as reported by the Point Pleasant Register, the creature is never referred to as a Mothman, at least at first. It was simply referred to as a man-sized bird. Mm. In addition, in many of the eyewitness reports, those who saw the open wings of the creature said they could see feathers. The two married couples that were chasing the car described the creature to the police as not resembling a bat, but, quote, maybe what you would visualize as an angel. Oh, quote. he was an angel. You hear that? that? We almost did a blood harmony there. That was really weird. Yeah, we should form a country band singing about angels. I've been saying this for years. Okay. I've got a harmonica on the other Oh, man. <laughs> Why aren't you playing the harmonica on this show? I would blow out the levels. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, it would have been cool to have some sad harmonica for all those people that died in the last episode. Like the molasses disaster. I will remember you. Know? I died, but I was dying of tasting death. Oh, no, I thought I would do, like... Oh, I was going blues route. Yeah, no, yeah. that's fair. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So, I gotta ask you. <laughs> yeah, please. Where did the name and the basic idea of the Mothman come from? Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. This one surprised me. This was new. New to me, new to you. Parker Brothers. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Although, didn't they... They did the Ouija board. Yeah. 
That's how I'm going to say it from now on. Yeah. Just to annoy people. I'm going to go to horror cons and be like, oh, is that a Ouija shirt? <laughs> wow, I love a Ouija board. We could do a history of the Ouija board. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be fun. That'd be a fun little yeah, one-off. People are generally freaked out by a Ouija, Ouija board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we would get them from time to time yeah. at the at the used bookstore. Yeah. We would sell board games. I never had a problem with it, but it's got a fascinating history. There was one lady that was like, I won't even touch it. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> you're gonna get haunted Ooh, the planchette 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 uh plushette Plush- i think is uh that's like a pasta okay sure. <laughs> I, say, I said planchette yeah but that's, that's really what, that is, is it yeah that's what it is. that just sounds like uh that sounds like a thing you use to paint it with sounds like a southern home that has slaves plant that's God, a plantation <laughs> I don't endorse that, mind you. I'm yeah, this just is saying. the smaller house off to the side that yeah. like the son okay. lives in. All right. Well, go to go see my son in the planchette. Yeah. he's on our plantation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, believe it or not, old chum. Believe it or not, old chum. <laughs> what? It's theorized that the name Mothman came from and was influenced by Batman. Oh, it was in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. In 1966, the live-action Batman TV show was fucking huge. Massive. It was popular. Unbelievable. It's hard to just imagine nowadays how insanely popular that TV show was. I just finished re-watching all of it. It's it's a fun show. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Batman was literally everywhere and on everyone's minds. Everyone. Adults, kids. It was the first Batmania. It was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, on TV Guide, they had the movie... Yeah. Uh, it was crazy. The movie was in 66. Yep. Yeah. And although this particular villain was never on the TV show, the killer moth was a rogue adversary who was featured in oh, the yeah. ever popular comic series. And that very well could have been the influence for local newspapers to spice up the story of a large flying man-sized bird. What sounds better? I looks like a man bird or <laughs> Mothman. Yeah. Mom. You got to make it, if you're going to yeah. sell something, you got to make it snappy. It's, it's good marketing. So, honestly, Mothman, the Great name branding. most likely came from Batman. That's cool. Yeah. I think Killer Moth was created in the 50s. Yeah. During that weird comics code time where Batman was just like going to outer space and just a lot of weird fucking riding on zebras and stuff. Yeah. Did you say right, <laughs> right in a what? Riding on zebras. And oh, stuff. zebras! Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought you said skidoos, but I don't. Think yeah, you probably existed. did that too. I don't the know if they existed back then. Comics were really weird. Yeah, okay. and not a great time. Uh, looking back, though, I think it's fun. It's like watching a Mystery yeah, Science charming. episode. It's charming. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's bad. Well, let's let's get into Mothman. Like, what what could the Mothman actually have been? Based on eyewitness descriptions, he wasn't really a giant moth. No. And that was just, like I mentioned, a snappy name given to him by the newspapers. Well, my original theory, which, like every episode I have done, has now changed after researching this episode. Sorry. At least you still believe in ghosts. Yes. (laughs) And aliens and UFOs. Oh, okay. Was that the Mothman was nothing more than a type of bat called a flying fox. That's what I thought. Yeah, see, my my thought was it was like a crane or a hare. A crane? Yeah. Yeah. And a herring is that a bird or is that a fish? Uh, I, <laughs> I think both. Cool. I right. think both. It's a I flying th- fish. Yeah. Which, Muddy the mud skipper. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah. Actually, last night I was thinking, like, what could the Mothman have been? I thought, you know what, Elton John. It was just Elton John it out was in the woods. Elton John out in the woods. <laughs> Hear me out on this one. Hear me out, Elton John. Think about it. 
fucking fabulous outfits. What's that over there? Bedazzled. <laughs> yeah. Fucking bedazzled. And it's just Elton John just standing John. in the woods. He had furry capes. I heard this was a capes. boom tube. Yeah. <laughs> furry capes. He, uh, I've seen pictures of him where he had feathers sticking out of his head like yeah. antenna. Yeah. He had those huge fucking glasses. 1966, West Virginia. You probably never heard of Elton John. You're driving out at night. No. You see Elton John on the side of the road. You don't know what that is. You look. Is that Liberace? No, no it's not. It's not. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he starts screeching at you. And goodbye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he goes into song. Yeah. And he says, and he says goodbye, crocodile rock. <laughs> no, I never knew you at all. Hot pants and blue jeans. I don't know any Elton John songs. And then he took off like a helicopter. Exactly. Hawkman's <laughs> Elton fucking John. Yeah. No, he's not. But that would have been cool, though. Was he playing a piano during oh, this time? Oh, he's always playing a piano. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, the true identity of the Mothman, it's been speculated for years. Yeah. For for ever since 66. Everybody's, try, everybody's trying to figure it out. Uh, that guy, John Keel, wrote the yes. Mothman Prophecies, yeah. tried to link the Mothman to the destruction of the Silver Bridge. Yes. Right. Why? The identity of the Mothman may have already been solved as far back as November 19th, 1966, just a few days after it was first sighted. Yeah. When a local newspaper, not the Point Pleasant Register, but another paper called the Herald Dispatch, printed an article that focused on Dr. Robert Smith. Of the Cure? Of the Cure. (laughs) Yes. Associate Professor of Wildlife at WVU. I'm assuming that stands for West Virginia University. Dr. Smith believed that the eyewitness descriptions matched the identity of... You're right, a sandhill crane. Yeah. Turns out, a sandhill crane is a very large, grayish-colored bird that can stand as tall as a man with a wingspan of up to seven feet. They have large red circles around their eyes, which can appear to reflect light when light is cast directly upon their face. They have round eyes, and most importantly... This is my least favorite Cure song. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Robert Smith can spruce it up. Yeah, he, he yeah. could be like, they have large red circles around their eyes. Yeah, yeah. He kind of looks like a Mothman in profile. Oh, I th- yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Was Robert Smith the Mothman back then? <gasps> oh, God, it's Robert Smith. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got those red lips. It would just, like, yeah. reflect. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Robert Smith, Elton John, that's the Mothman duo of my dreams. <laughs> Um, I should also point out the red eyes of of, of the bird. Yeah. It reflects light, like yeah. a lot of yeah, animals. Yeah, yeah. So you shine a light right at their fucking face. It's shine ref- a light, shine. Reflect. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's the most important thing Dr. Smith pointed out. Uh, the Sandhill Crane is not native to West Virginia. Pointed out in the newspaper article, the Sandhill Crane, uh, its migratory route takes it through the skies of West Virginia when it travels mm. down south to Florida. And Dr. Smith uh, theorized that this particular crane may Got have hungry, decided... Got hungry, made a stop. What's that? Got hungry, made a stop. Yeah, stop for some sprinkles. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> who, doesn't, I, who doesn't love sprinkles? Who doesn't love a sprinkle? Who doesn't love sprinkles? And it made a stop in West Virginia, and the locals... Even just regardless of how familiar they are with the fauna and the wildlife of the air, they would not be familiar with a sandhill crane, especially one that they saw standing in the middle of the road at night, staring directly at them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, if you see pictures of a sandhill crane, it, it's kind of like a pterodactyl. It's got a head that sticks up, but 
I mean, I'm already afraid of birds. Right, yeah. And if, if this is a six-foot bird standing, yeah. and it's keeping its head down low... I'd strangle it to death. It, it, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to discern its head no. or its face if it's looking directly at you, other than the red circles around the eyes. And with that being said, my friends, that is actually the true story of the Mothman Stuntman Spectacular. Oh, but I got some things here. You do. And I've got one last thing I want to bring up. Please do. Now, the one thing I wanted to say at the end here is how the current perception of the Mothman is far different than the actual reports of the creature back in 1966. In a lot of those original reports, eyewitnesses described the creature as being grayish-brown with feathers, and in some instances, when the creature opened its wings, they they were able to see white feathers. That's a bit different than how we imagine and see him today as depicted on t-shirts, movies, and various memorabilia. I think it's fair to say that the current legend of the Mothman has transcended the original reports and has become its own specific identity Yeah, based on the speculative imagination. Right? You print imagination. the legend. Yeah. You print the legend. You print it, but other they're going to run with it. Yeah. People are going to run with it's it. It's a fun story. Yeah. And they've made it into their own belief and ideals and that's what we see on t-shirts and you know what even if it is just a fucking bird it's doing great for point plus oh my god yes yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, and that community stays afloat because of this festival yeah. and, and the tourism so many so, towns so many small towns die and yeah. faded and nothing and yeah. this uh it keeps that town alive and and i hate saying this if it wasn't for the Silver Bridge disaster, yeah. I think the Mothman would have faded from existence because that was such a tragedy. And when, when there's a tragedy that is senseless, people yeah. want to make sense of it in some yeah. way, shape, or form. So a lot of people ended up blaming the Mothman for that tragedy. And in doing so, I think that kept the mythos alive into today. Yeah, And then, of course, it's it's changed into this weird humanoid creature that is black and fuzzy. Yeah. So I think in a way, the tragedy kept that, uh, cemented it into a legend. Yeah. 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 So they go in tandem, but I don't think the Mothman had anything to do with the fucking bridge collapse. That was just poor craftsmanship. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, certainly. So, you know, in the end, as much as I want to believe in a flying half man, half moth, after reading everything, I I just got to say, yeah, that's a large bird. <laughs> so many of these episodes end with you just uh, making a sad yeah. shrug. Um, I, I did want to say one thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I br- we briefly mentioned the Mothman Museum. Yes. You've been there? I have. That's right. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, it's, it's really awesome. small, but it's like, it's really cool. It kind of reminds me of those old roadside attractions that you would see on Route 66 back yeah. in the day when yeah. that was a thing. When you travel from one end of the country to the other, they had all these amazing roadside attractions. See the biggest ball of twine. The biggest ball of twine. <laughs> the other day we saw one called uh, See the Thing. Yeah. It was just, come see the thing. What the fuck was the thing? It was uh, it was a bunch of statues of aliens fighting dinosaurs. Yeah. And that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like what the, the Mothman Museum is. And I remember I was driving uh, back from a convention uh, with with my mm. ex. Yeah. And I, I didn't even realize. Like that, we're going through Point Pleasant. No, I didn't. Yeah. I, we were driving back from Con. I was tired. It was early in the morning. I'd been driving all night. Yeah. And then I was coming up to Point Pleasant. 
and then I just saw a sign that said Mothman Museum, and then it clicked. Skrr! I was like, holy! <laughs> I was like, oh my god, we are we're where the Mothman was seen. Yeah, and yeah, literally, I right on, <laughs> onto the exit ramp. You know, went to Point Pleasant. Went you know went over the bridge. I mean, obviously it's rebuilt, but yeah, yeah. the bridge that had collapsed. Went into the museum. Yeah, it's small, but I mean, it it has. A lot of cool T-shirts, stuff like Jellyco. Yeah, they have stuff you can buy there. Yeah. Um, the Little Museum has awesome news, the original newspaper articles, yeah. the original police reports that you can read. Um, it, it, it's fun. I, I really recommend it, even if you don't believe in Mothman. I went last year, day before Halloween. Yeah, uh, on my way to uh, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. to see the Wicker Man. So I had a Mothman Wicker Man. Oh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> uh, extravaganza. Nice. I think it's safe to say the Mothman is on the Mount Rushmore of cryptids. Maybe the most recognized and, frankly, the most loved. I agree. Of the cryptids. I agree. He, they, yeah. unlike most cryptids, okay. yeah. is, I, I don't see him as. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say Bigfoot yeah. is, was the most popular. I, I, I think, think Mothman has clipped. usurped him. Yeah. yeah. You said that people blamed the Mothman. For the bridge. I thought he was like a beacon of, of uh, pending tragedy. I, I've seen two things. You know, that. I've seen it's one or the other. Yeah, I've right? seen one say he, he was the cause of it, or he is simply, uh, uh, what is it, uh, a harbinger of, of potential doom. A harbinger of doom. Yeah. Kind of like that Kyle Chandler show, early edition. <laughs> <laughs> but better, and with you yeah. know, more bridge-induced trauma. Sure. <laughs> and... Like his fellow Rushmore alum, uh, Bigfoot, the Mothman has roo- roosted in our hearts. Yeah, and as you know, anything with a notable name, we gotta monetize it, baby. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> like a moth to a flame, we can't help it. <sighs> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So here's kind of a short list of some of the notable appearances of our good friend, the Mothman, in popular fiction and pop culture. Little bit of research took me down a strange path of cryptid erotica. This was fun. Frankly, bestiality. And uh, and I'm going to spare you from a lot of it. I came up with, some, there's some names, but, you know, much like a Fox Mulder would say, the truth is out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, in film, there's a handful of films, documentaries, uh, that the Winged Cryptid has been featured in. But if you've been to the world-famous Mothman Museum in Point Pleasant, you know the most popular and most noteworthy film is The Mothman Prophecies. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Richard Gere fan. Not I've never now. seen the movie. I saw it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? That's kind of what I would expect. Yeah. Does the Mothman show up in the movie? It's been years since I've seen it. If I remember, there's just like glimpses of the Mothman. Right. So you kind of see something. That's and the I, best way to do I it. I think the end is, is left ambiguous as to, was the Mothman responsible mm. for the tragedy that befell it? Or was he a harbinger, an omen of doom? Uh, like Crazy Ralph from Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah. Oh, doom. Yeah, so... But I'm happy though that they made a movie about yeah, that's the mo- cool. a major motion picture about yeah. the Mothman, and it was like it was shot around the area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the museum has a ton of props from the film. Yeah, that's cool to see. Museum also has pieces of the bridge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The bridge that collapsed and the prop bridge. Yeah, <laughs> they have both. Um, in the post-apocalyptic game Fallout '76, the Mothman plays a major part. The game is set in the radiated hills of. Appalachia, mm. not Appalachia. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, there is a correct way to pronounce it. Yeah, and the aforementioned museum plays a major role in the game as well. It's the base camp for the Cult of Mothman. Um, 
a group that looks to the cryptid as like a deity. Days before the bomb dropped, the the lead of the group was led into these mines by by a wise purple-eyed mothman <laughs> uh, to wait out the fallout, thus creating this cult. Um, I barely played the game, but like it's it's a class based like you have to raise up the ranks to like fight all these things that are okay. higher class than you. So I was a little bit outmatched, but I was like, we're going, we're going to the fucking Mothman Museum because oh, the museum's your, in the yeah. game. Um, oh wow! And it's pretty accurate to the actual road. Yeah. In yeah, in uh, Point nice. Pleasant. It's cool. So you can go into the museum, but it's like it's a bunker now for all these cultists. That, that I'm happy. That I'm are happy wearing for like Point Pleasant. They're wearing like red goggles, oh, nice. and they got like wings and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the Mothman actually will show up in the game and like you follow make him you. sound like the henchman from Doctor uh, from Venture Brothers. Yeah, right. The Monarch's henchman. <laughs> yeah, he kind of is like that, but like more like you know DIY, yeah. uh, made out of like leaves and stuff. Not like hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. It's cool to see a place that you've been to in a game. Yeah, yeah. The Mothman will show up in the game and like follow you as well. Cool. Like you'll like see him in the distance and like flying overhead and stuff. Um, also, uh, personal favorite podcast of mine the adventure zone there's comics right next to you over there yeah. uh, it's an actual play D show produced by the mcelroy brothers along with their father it's very quaint very wholesome it's three brothers playing D with their dad isn't nice. that wonderful that's a nice family really good storytelling in it but being that the mcelroys are from huntington west virginia the mothman is part of their upbringing uh so the creature was worked into two campaigns on the show uh amnesty he was a monster which is a monster of the week program yeah it's all creatures running amok, uh, kind of coming from like a hollow earth type portal. The Mothman, as always, was a clairvoyant attempting to help the main cast. Sure. Like he'd show up and be like, you're, you're doomed. You got to do this thing or that thing. And then they did a Western series called Dust that provided more backstories on the, on the creature and his alien origins. Hmm. Oh, you mentioned alien. That reminds me. West Virginia. Yeah. Not just Mothman, baby. Flatwoods Monster. That is true. That Flatwoods Monster that also comes true. from West Virginia. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, an episode that we did in the past. Go back and listen to it about yeah, the Flatwoods that was an, Monster. That was an earlier in three. Yeah, yeah. So West Virginia has some great cryptids. Um, it's also thought that he could be the alias of Indrid Cold. What? Yeah, which is also the name of the character in The Adventure Zone. Go um, on. I am going to go on. Um, looking into the alter ego of this character, Indrid Cold, led me down to this weird rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, he was a mysterious man, a creature. Oh, we're talking about a real person here, right? Yeah, Indrid yeah. Cold. Um, it's been speculated he was an alien, possibly an agent of the Men in Black, or something else. Mm. Um, there are only three noted sightings, but they're interesting and tangentially linked to the Mothman, literally via proximity, because it all happened in West Virginia. One sure. was in New Jersey. Um, so let's briefly go into them. And I'm going to give you the first and third because they're not as directly related. Yeah. So October of 66, two kids, Martin Mouse Manov. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy Yonkaitis. What? Yeah. That's, a, that's a disease. This is a new. He suffers from Ma- Yonkaitis. Martin the Mouse. I'm Marty the Mouse. <laughs> uh, they spotted a really tall, surreal looking man near a fence yeah. on 4th Street in Jersey. He was said to be bald, wearing a green metal suit with no nose or ears, and had an eerie smile. That's cool. It's really creepy. Yeah. I have a quote here from Marty the Mouse. All right. Well, Jimmy nudged me, and he said, Who's that guy standing behind you? <laughs> I look around, and there he was, behind the fence, <laughs> just standing there. 
He pivoted around, looked right at us, then he grinned, a big old grin. That's the quote. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing from Young Kytus. Is that his name? Yeah. Nothing. I'm Young Kytus, I can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> on the third encounter on a rural farm in Point Pleasant, the Lily family okay. was experiencing a paranormal episode. Bright diamond-shaped lights and a tall, shadowy figure would appear and vanish. This is mostly linked uh, to Indrid Cole via proximity. Was, it, was there a date for this one? I want to say that was in, like, December of 66. Okay. Um, because the second's appearance happened not too far away in Parkersburg, West Virginia, Woodrow Derenberger... I, lo- I love a Derenberger. Could also be a Woody. Yeah. Woody Derenberger. Woody Derenberger. what he's titled as on his book. Um, was driving home late at night in November of 66 on I-77 Okay. when he suddenly heard a crash. It was a vehicle that landed in front of him in his truck... And he described it as looking as a, quote, old-fashioned kerosene lamp chimney flaring at both ends, narrowing down to a small neck and then enlarging in a great bulge in the center. What? It's like a like a donut with a flute yeah. on top and bottom. A tall man with an eerie smile exited the vehicle and approached Derenberger. His, his face looked like he had a good tan, a deep sun tan. <laughs> he was not too dark. But it was just like he had been out in the sun a lot and had a good tan. <laughs> <laughs> His hair was combed straight back and it was a, a dark brown. And he seemed to have a good thick head of hair. Stop. <laughs> this guy sounds jealous of what he's seeing. Like, I want that fucking tan, man. I want that fucking hair. His, his eyebrows, his face, his features were very normal. I don't believe that he looked any different from any other man that you would meet on the street. Addendum. But he had a real good tan. Uh, I think that guy wanted to fuck him. Yeah, who wouldn't? With that tan? Who, boy. Yeah. Uh, he telepathically stated his name was Indrid Cold from Lanulos in the Genomedes galaxy. And he just wanted to learn about the human race. Oh, okay. Derenberger's story is corroborated by a handful of motorists who saw the strange vehicle and sped past, afraid to stop, or saw Woodrow talking to the tall man. Yeah. After recounting the story to John Keel, Mm. he was forever linked to the Mothman, and after the persistent hassle from the public, losing his home, losing his wife, Woodrow never recanted his story. He passed away in 1990 at the age of 74. You know, we've, we've talked about people that come forth with aw- yeah. awkward stories. And, yeah, and it and just how, ruins their fucking life. It ruins life. their life, so yeah. it's not like you you necessarily want to fake that. Because yeah. you're going to right. lose your job, your home, your family, and you're, you're going to die broke and yeah. in a lot of pain. Some believe Indrid Cole was, an, was another name used by Valiant Thor. Mm, yes. Which is, I think, a story for another time. Yeah. Or... He was possibly a humanoid form of the Mothman. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's all new to me. Yeah, it's really weird. What I really want to get into, though, is some of that Mothman erotica. I, You know, I don't have much of it here. I kind of went through a weird rabbit hole I mean, with Chuck Tingle. Right. I, I just <laughs> want to point out how the popularity of the Mothman, it's so popular yeah. that there's jerk-off material about the Mothman. Yeah, in an attempt to find some grade-A Mothman erotica, I came up nil. Because I wasn't willing to spend money on any of it. Sure, <laughs> right? You have stand. You have you have a line you won't cross. But I found two very notable titles. Okay. Uh, Fap for the Mothman. 
Yes. <laughs> Which uh, yes. looked wonderful. There was a moment in the in the uh, the bio, the synopses of it. Might have even been an interview. I don't know. She was like the author was like this was this is the first ever Mothman erotica, and I was like, that's not that's not fucking true at all. There's what are you talking lot. about? Yeah. yeah, there's tons. Um, but eventually, I came across our our good friend Chuck Tingle, a maestro of monster butt poundings. <laughs> Chucky T, a pseudonym of the bisexual Taekwondo Grandmaster Doctor Chuck Tingle, yes, who has a PhD in holistic massage from the, from the Devry Institute, oh. which is a technical technical it's school. Te- and they, yeah, they do not offer that, no. that service. Um, but his book, Bisexual Mothman Mailman, makes a special delivery on our butts, was um, a real treasure to discover. And I read some excerpts, but they don't give you the they don't give you the good stuff in the in the free excerpts. You got to pay for the juice. You got to pay for it. Yeah, you yeah. got to pay for the for the poundings. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get really deep into the the poundings, but of all the reviews I read, it seems like it's the Citizen Kane. Of, it's top drawer of, of butt pounding mothmans. Yeah. I just wasn't really ready to spend the two ninety nine. I'm hoping <laughs> I, I can understand it. I'm yeah. hoping we can meet Chuck Tingle at a convention. I hope he makes appearances. He doesn't. Ah, fuck. We got to find this guy on his artist or the author bio. Yeah, it's a guy in a mask. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. He's mysterious. This is He's like the Orville Peck of butt pounding. Yeah. Well, I guess Orville Peck also does butt pounding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it. But anywho, um, that's some that's some like backstory that I found about this Indrid Cold guy. I thought it was interesting that he's kind of linked to the Mothman. Maybe possibly like the 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 Silver Surfer to his Galactus. Sure. <laughs> you know. And you know some pop culture stuff. Yeah. The real question is, um, as far as. Uh, Jerk off material goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have to answer this. I'm going to answer it. What cryptid would you jerk off to? <laughs> Not Moth. Really? No. I mean, I mean, you're saying like we shouldn't say Mothman because that's the guy that we're talking about. Like everybody would jerk off to the Mothman. He's buff. Well, yeah. Uh, we don't excellent. know if Mothman is man. We just know he's Moth something. Sure, 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 sure. Ooh. Um. Maybe like a bunch of Hops- Hopkinsville gerblins. Oh, that's cute. You know? Yeah. They're all little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get all over you. Yeah, just kind of writhe around in them. Tweak those nipples. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. hell yeah. They'd be tweaking the nipples. Not they you. would. Yeah. They would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, w- it would kind of be like a Jonathan Swift of jerk-offs. Cool. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. I mean, I gotta go. I'd go with Mothman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everyone would go with Mothman. It's but the if wings. you couldn't go with Mothman. It's the wings. I just... I yeah, just, he could really hold you after. I do. I I, really I just you. he'd wrap those wings around you. You'd feel safe. You'd feel secure. Yeah, and that's what I want. I want yeah. that safety. I want that security. But if it wasn't Mothman, yeah. If I had to Nessie, yeah. You know why? You could ride that. You could ride that plesiosaur. Yeah. He's already wet from the water, so oh, he's he'd, lubed up, ready to go. He'd please you sorely. I, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Get on that back. You just just grind away. Yeah. Hell yeah! You, and then you as you dry hump on a wet on a wet mound, on a, yes. And as you're doing that, he's got that long neck. Nessie would turn around and look at you, give you those loving eyes. Yeah, you know. Does Nessie have a blowhole? I don't know. It's a, but if he does or she does, sure. It's all pink on the inside, so um, just have at it. Okay. <laughs> and that's the most important question, audience. Who yeah. who would you jerk off? Yeah. To? What cryptid would you have jerk you off? Yeah. Let us know. Or would you jerk <laughs> off too? You know, 
Maybe you're driving down the road late at night. Oh, what's that? Is that Elton John? No, it's a crane. Or possibly a Mothman. And I instead would, of speeding uh, off, you just jerk off right there. Would not jerk Never off. Never breaking eye contact. Never. Uh, I'm just going to say this. Never breaking eye contact. Sandhill Crane? Yeah. That's a nano, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, you keep no. the windows up. Because I was, keep the windows I was up. reading about how defensive Sandhill Cranes are. And Don't they, break your dick they off. will use their beak to oh, rip stab. Rip your dick right off. Stab. Yeah. It Don't is, think it's a worm. No, they will fucking destroy your dick. Ooh, is that a big sprinkle? Yep. They're always <laughs> looking for sprinkles. Yeah, it sprinkles all the way down. Love it. I really wish I could have found some free Mothman spank material. It's hard. It It's really difficult. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you could get they on DeviantArt make, and find some real good pictures. Money and yeah. good, you know, good God, on them. God bless them. Good on them. God bless them for right. God bless you. Yeah. You know, I did I did discover Chuck Tingle, and that's a that's a, a just a fountain of uh, yeah. beautiful writings. Yeah. There are some great things titles. being pounded in the butt. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> talked about macaroni being pounded in the butt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, sent, a sentient library card. Sentient pizza. Yeah. Which yeah. I love. So, yeah. It's got, and, you know, Chuck Tingle, I think, is the best. Yeah, thing look to come into out Chuck Tingle. He seems very interesting. Yeah. And let, you know what? And if you're listening to this episode, yeah. let us know do you think the Mothman is a, is a Sandhill crane? Yeah. Or do you believe he's a half man, half moth beast of the Je night? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's a crane. Yeah, I but so, I yeah. mean, you know, it's I, still terrifying, though. It's still cool when you actually look up the, a sandhill crane, because uh, I mean that is it is a living dinosaur and it's a giant one at that. Compared, I'm afraid of a goose, yeah. let alone a crane, and it is far bigger than a goose. It yeah. is the size of a man when it stands up. So that is that is terrifying. Yeah. Um, so that is the end of the Mothman. It's yeah. actually pretty short and simple. Short and sweet. There's only 46 yeah. deaths. There, only, 40, <laughs> only 46. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, but there's really not a lot of Mothman stuff out there. There was, which surprises me. Yeah. There's not a lot of Mothman sightings or photos, but he has, I think, in my opinion, usurped Bigfoot. He's left an impact on our heart. Yeah. I mean, because uh, I see Mothman stuff everywhere. Can't get away from this fucking no. guy. At every convention I go, I always see Mothman t-shirts or yeah. uh, Mothman action figures. You know, there's Mothman action figures. Have you ever been next to a booth that had, like, a Mothman merchandise? Because people go fucking crazy for it. Um, I have not, but, uh, for example, you mentioned we've mentioned Jellico, the artist, yeah. artist Jellico. They've got Mothman prints. Yeah. And I know they sell and those. And plushies. Yeah, they sell those very well because people fucking love Mothman. I want to say the pumpkin pulp guys have like a little mini Mothman. Mm. And it's like everybody came by looking at that thing, wanted it. Oh, yeah. um, Pete, who uh, makes hey. the, the mask, the yeah. devil's yeah. workshop, yeah. he just released a Mothman oh, mask that is cool. already sold out. All right. And it comes with a set of hands to go with it nice yeah it's it's cool so i'm hoping he'll have one at the upcoming horror hound which reminds me yeah let's plugs. talk about promotions plugs. promo what you got what uh, you got in the pipeline what do you got you tell the people I, I got actually it's so today tomorrow i don't know what what fucking day is this uh it's the 31st the 31st of july yeah august 18th through the 20th so not too long after this episode comes out, I will be doing my first convention of the year. My life has fallen into a weird decline, and I thought I was not going to be doing conventions at all for a very long time, but I will be doing my first con this year in Indianapolis, August 18th through the 20th, 
at the Indianapolis Convention Center Horror Hound, awesome horror convention, combined with Mask Fest, which Pete is going to be there at Mask Fest. Mask Fest. I can't. That's a hard one. You're Fuck doing it. great. Fuck You're it. doing great. You got this. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to have a booth. I'm going to have spray painted heads for sale. I'm going to have some prints. I'm also going to have vinyl decals. Hell yeah, decals. Going to have some vinyl decals for people to buy. Decals, for those yes. of you who don't know. Stickers. Stickers. Yeah. Stickers. Stickers. Yeah, I love my stickers <laughs> and my fish dippings. Yes. Um, and then a month later in September, I'm going to be in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, yeah, that's at the right. Memphis Comic Expo, one of the, one of the coolest classic comic conventions that you can go to. Yeah, it they is, have comics there. It is. They're, gonna, <laughs> they're actually going to have comics, comic artists, and yeah. comic writers there yeah. as guests. So that's a fun one to go to. Um, I've got the Super Monster Movie Fest at the Skyline Drive-In. Uh, September, nope, nope, August, August 25th, 26th. Nice. So the week after yeah. your uh, uh, Horror Hound. And then, what is it, September... 16th yeah september 16th i've got oh god what is that thing knoxville punk rock free market oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. new one yeah that's awesome and then october i got two shows but we'll we'll talk about those another yeah. time all right cool yeah that's nice getting out there getting that work out there yeah trying uh, to yeah. excellent you too it's good to see you out there yeah i'm trying man yeah. I'm trying i almost have a car yeah almost. you and me both but yeah I do got glasses now, though, so yeah. I look cool with my uh, Jeffrey Dahmer glasses, and I gave myself a haircut. Yeah. I did. That was fun. Looks good. Yeah, it looks fine. It's breathable. Maybe another time we can talk about which serial killers you would have jerk you off. <laughs> I already got an answer to that. Oh, okay. Uh, probably Jeffrey Dahmer, because he was watching Return of the Jedi. He loved the Emperor. Yeah, so and he was wearing watch, the contact We could watch Star still. Wars together. Yeah. You know? Why yeah. not? Have at it. Right. So, all right, everybody. <laughs> okay. that's, that's what we're going to end on. Yeah. Uh, that is yeah. the Mothman Stuntman Spectacular. Can I get a yell It's awesome. It was yeah. a fun episode. I want to thank you all for joining. I want to thank you, Brian. I want to thank you for doing for it. joining. Thank you for writing some scriptage. I wrote some scriptage. Hopefully, everybody out there enjoyed it. I want to thank our listeners. I want to encourage people to not only listen to M3 with E5, but also to listen to episodes of Electric Monster. I mean, it's all on the Electric Monster feed, but, you know, sometimes people Click might around. listen. You know, yeah. Click around. Yeah, There's explore. a lot of movies on there. You, know, you might like some of them. The internet, it's like a playground, and you can just explore it and ride the rides. I recommend that Phantom of the Paradise episode. I yeah. think it's a good one. Yeah, I recommend that movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's it's a Brian De Palma film, you know. He's one of my favorite Brian. He's a good Brian. <laughs> He's one of He's my favorite. He's a good Brian. Um, so yeah, so I want to thank everybody for joining. Uh, if you are in the area of Indianapolis this month, uh, or uh, your, your which your punk rock flea show is. <laughs> punk rock flea show yeah no that's true yeah yeah uh we're, in knoxville it's in knoxville yeah yeah so hopefully you know come visit us at our booth say hi let us know what you think of the show yeah if you have any questions comments you could uh leave a comment on the instagram page which is at electric monster pod excellent and you can find brian on instagram at aerosol pro a-e-r-o-s-o-u-l-p-r-o and I'm Appy on 5. You can find me at E-P-Y-O-N-5. Just Google it. Yeah, just Google it. Everything comes up. It's fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine. 
So thank you for listening to M3 with E5. And as always, tschüss, auf Wiedersehen und bis später. Bis später. Bis später. <laughs>